Welcome to the It's a Hustle podcast. I am your host, Joe Garricks, coming to you from the Friars Club with my guest, my old friend, Brett Raybould. Brett, how are you? Joe, it is so good to see you. It is good to see you, it, my I'm, friend. I, ha- I feel I, jo- joy. It I don't is, feel it, joy when I do podcasts. Oh, really? This one, I feel joy right well, now. Well, good. I'm glad. It's, it's a joy to see you. I uh, A little background for listeners. Uh, Brett, I've known you probably uh, almost as long as I've known anyone in comedy. We kind of feel like got a start around the same time at yeah. the, uh, the world famous uh, Karma Closed Mic on Wednesday <laughs> nights uh, with some other winners. I'm trying to think who else we've had on the It's actually become there. a historical section of New York, that Karma bar that the mic was ran at. They can never, yeah, they can never knock it down yeah. even though it should <laughs> yeah, be yeah. destroyed. Uh, but I've already had uh, a couple other folks from that crew. Pinsley's been on. Wow. Uh, Patty Moe. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> nice to have you joining the ranks. The cast of Karma characters is uh, Making the rounds on the It's a Hustle podcast. Well, those those who are you know worth having. There were a lot of there were a lot of people who I would never allow on this podcast. What? Okay, yeah. I'm not going <laughs> to name any names. Fire the um, shots. But let's see. Can I name one name? <laughs> no, I mean honestly, if you have Jeremy Pinsley, you'll have anyone, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw Pinsley uh, not but like two weeks ago. Oh really? Where? Yeah. We had we he just messaged me like, hey, let's grab a drink, and I was like, yeah, nice. Because up. We did. We hooked up, and uh, we've been dating since then. Holy shit. It was very good. I feel like Pinsley would actually be, I don't know, he might be a little too, what's the word? Jewish? (laughs) 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 I mean, uh, deferential in bed, but maybe the pins is a- uh, You don't know yet? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we're still, yeah, we're taking it slow. (laughs) Well, uh, it's good to see you. Um, I guess what kind of prompted this- uh, is that you have recently made a uh, what I think is a terrible decision? Thank you. Uh, do you want to you want to tell our audience about that? Yes, I will. On November twenty third at ten p.m., I am retiring from comedy at Stand Up New York, which is a comedy club in the Upper East Side, and uh, I have made that decision to retire from comedy to pursue alternative projects, which. Sounds like porn, but it's not. Uh, (laughs) I always say, obviously, due to the Finsley relationship, (laughs) you're now a porn actor. So, okay, Um, retiring from comedy. For those of you who don't know Brett, it's important to know that uh, he's a young man, right? Uh, I think you're considerably younger than me. I don't know if it's important that they know you're handsome, but thank you. But say, Uh, (laughs) he's very handsome. How, How old are you? I'm about to turn 28 in a month and a half. You're retiring from comedy at the age of 28, and how long have you been doing stand up? Uh, I would say in between six to seven years, depending on how you time stamp it. Yeah, so six to seven years. And now uh, I would say uh, that there were a number of people uh, that we came up with uh, and that you are one of the funnier ones. Dang. Um, you know, you're, you're a funny stand-up and a funny guy. Uh, so I think it's stupid uh, that you're quitting. Yeah. And I want you to defend that. Defend your decision because I well, think it's dumb. Well, I first off I have to correct you. You said the word quitting, and that is inaccurate. I am retiring. Uh, you're not technically old enough or rich enough from comedy to retire from it. How much have you made in comedy? I, I tell you what, Joe. Uh, I really I save. Like? I've been saving up. I can live off comedy for the next thirty to forty years. Wow. I've made investments in Manhattan real estate from my <laughs> comedy earnings. Um. Well, it is fun to say retiring because it's really fun to make people say retiring because everyone, when they ask me, they'll go, you're quitting. And I go, I'm retiring. And then they go, I've realized like that's like my pronoun. 
It's like I identify as retiring, so okay, now you have fair. to say that's retiring. Fair. It's very fun do you, to do. How do you distinguish between quitting and retiring? What's well, the- retiring has a certain panache about it and a certain dignity about it. Quitting, ugh, anyone can quit. So you feel like you're just quitting in a more dignified way? I wouldn't even have the word quitting in and around You're, it. Oh, I just okay. can't even just touch can't that even word. Stomach that. <laughs> I see. I see. No, more seriously though, it. Uh, I think it's tied to a uh, sense of feeling like I have and have had a lot to offer comedically, and feeling like many uh, no openings have happened. So you feel a bit of mental claustrophobia, and. Um, Meaning you're like not where you would want to be in terms of the stand-up. Sure, yeah, and sh- just you know, I feel. I mean, this t- is sounding more and more like quitting. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, when you paint a picture, when you paint a word picture, mm-hmm. uh, it spells quitting. No, no, it, it doesn't. It spells R E T. Where did you Where did you expect to be after six or seven years? Um, you know, I, I, I. I it's it's less of expecting something from comedy and just feeling perhaps a sense of defeat from it. But if you own that defeat, you win. So if I own that I lost, I won. And that is where I'm at See, mentally. Here's the thing, and I'll, and I'm, I'll be honest with you. Uh, you know, we, we came up together. There's a lot of people doing comedy. There's a lot of open micers out there. There's a lot of people uh, who should quit comedy. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of people who just, why are they doing it, right? Sure, um, that is I true. I would not look at you as one of those people. To me, you know, you're funny. You've been funny for a long time. Thank you. You, you know, are developing and would continue to develop. Um, so I don't know. I would just say, like, uh, I'm sorry to hear that you feel defeated by it because uh, yeah. if you feel that way, uh, there's a lot of people who should feel that way who don't. So well, on the other side of this coin, it's just a bunch of shitty comics who are still plugging away um, when they should be doing what you're doing. Yeah. Well, I, and in fact, I you know I would argue perhaps I'm doing a very noble thing in that I am getting out. We don't need more comedians. The world doesn't need more comedians. And if someone like me is bowing out, and you know. I do have a modicum of ability. I'm not saying I got the talent of James Brown, but I have a modicum. You're a funny guy. I mean, and uh, if I'm sure. bowing out, like, if I'm bowing out, but the other people that are worse than you aren't bowing out. I know. Still I'm trying it. to start that revolution. You know, trying to you're, be. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I like how you're trying to frame this decision. <laughs> it's fun, you're isn't like, it? Like uh, I feel defeated, so I'm retiring with dignity. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, look, uh, I'm not going to pressure you because, you know, less competition uh, is fine by me. Um, But I I do think it's a mistake. Um, That that is well documented and that is a kind thing to say. And it is nicer that people say that than when you say you're retiring and they're like, oh, that's great, man. That's good. (laughs) For sure. I mean, I want to get into the other stuff that you're planning to do because obviously – you know, I think comedy is, is a part of who you are and you're going to pursue other comedic projects. But um, do you feel at all, I don't know, I've always viewed comedy or stand-up comedy uh, as, you know, some people are like, oh, it's brave. And I don't look at it that way. I don't look at it like, oh, I'm courageous to get on stage. Right. I look at it more as like, oh, I have to. Like, I feel like a need to get on stage yeah. to make people laugh. And I, do you feel that way? Is there like a part of you that's going to like 
miss just doing it? I, I imagine, you know, comedy is traditionally and typically brought me a lot of self-doubt and a lot of insecurity and a lot of anxiety. And um, I don't want to not believe in myself anymore. So, uh, you know, you got to jump out of the plane if the you have I, I don't know what the analogy is. It sounds like but you're not suffering from a shortage of comedic ability, but that you're suffering from a shortage of confidence if i could be honest i have only efforts if you want me i mean speaking baldly yes i have only ever felt bad um wow that's interesting and i I feel nervous like you go up and you crush and you don't that doesn't like you don't feel great after that. i only the i have felt good after probably like seven sets in the six to seven years this so long if it's making you so unhappy i uh i thought it would eventually i you know i i tie i tied my wrist to the idea that like okay well if i succeed happiness comes from success and I don't know if that's oh, true. I'm Gary not on the other Coleman side of success. Was, have you watched? The yeah, that really Russian. resonated with yeah, me. Yeah, he was Gary talking about exactly about that. Like, you know, he's dealing with depression. Like, that was he thinks if he gets to a certain point of success, he's talking about basketball, right? Um, as a child at the time, but that it doesn't. So, okay. Yeah, that I that really resonated with me, and that was an incredible special from one of the best comedians in the world. But um, <laughs> you're like, but it did not inspire me to continue. <laughs> no, 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 no. It wasn't that that particular idea wasn't tied to either you know but if you do have anyone to thank for me quitting and i'll say quitting it would be gary Goldman. (laughs) (laughs) he should get the honors of getting one less comedian out of the game well i uh i respect your decision uh Uh, yeah thank you a lot of thought into it and you know obviously being happy uh is more important than being funny uh, I don't actually believe that, but I did just say it. <laughs> uh, obviously, being funny is the most important thing. But um, you know, I, I I wish you luck, and I'm happy for you, and and I hope you I hope you come back because you know I I always found you to be very funny, and you know I wouldn't say that if it wasn't true. There's a lot of people uh, that we used to roll with that were just not fucking funny. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, day. Um, so yeah, you were one of the good ones. Thank and I, you. And I think it's a loss to our uh, to our group. Uh, Thank you for complimenting me, but also making sure you. Mentioned that other people stunk. <laughs> well, you know what I think? Like, I think if people like listen to my podcast, I think I just like everybody because I only really talk to yeah, people. Yeah, you're not going like to bring on someone. Um, but no, there's a lot of people I don't think are funny. Um, but I think you are. And I'm, you know, so that said, um, I'm willing to let it go. Uh, you know, it bothers me, but I'm willing to let it go. How are you? <laughs> Nobody cares how I am. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I came out. I know. I, know. I came out here to get I'm me good. That's a not dose of Joe G. Um, Joey Gino. Oh god! Now I'm now I'm gonna quit this yeah. podcast. Oh good! Really oh man, I'm so glad I said it. I'm so glad uh, I is said that it. Is that why you came on the podcast? You know, call me about? I texted one of our mutual friends. Uh, I perhaps should protect his or her identity. Do you like I said or her? Yeah, was it the one woman who came to one of those mics once? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, perhaps I should protect his or her identity, and uh, I just, I, yeah. What 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 annoyed you about that being called Joey Gino? Well, uh, honestly, though, I uh, you know you're bringing somebody on stage. I think it's important that you say their name. That's and fair. You know their name, and uh, not only that, it happened at my mic. Uh, you know, so I found it to be uh, utterly disrespectful. And every time someone refers me to me as Joe Gino, I uh, I get very upset. Really? Uh, Did I fuck? Um, up? Are you now yeah, happy? No, I'm yeah, retiring. Really, no, I'm not happy. You're retiring. 
Um, but I, I would be happy if like scaffolding fell on you. <laughs> wow, that <laughs> an even worse uh, no, misfortune. No, I'm, just, I'm just teasing. I don't really care. Oh, um, okay. No, but that's not my fucking name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just, people can't see, but Joe just punched me. <laughs> I've been assaulted. We've, yeah, we've edited out the uh, yeah, <laughs> the fight sounds me, yeah, yeah, and yeah. the crying. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, all right. So, no more stand up. Wasn't making you happy. Cool. What now? Uh, well, that is the, uh, thousand dollar question, isn't it? I suppose I need to, um, well, there are a script or two I'm developing, uh, but I suppose I am going to need to find a steadier job. I had been living scantily off of comedy Mm -hmm. for the better part of two to three years and from doing road shows, uh, most of which were self-produced, and then uh, with a, a steady influx of college gigs. By the way, I recently had a terrible, terrible past couple months in terms of getting college bookings. But um, sorry to hear that. It's okay. It uh, yeah. Sometimes you just don't forecast a future in which there's a place for you, and I think it's while it's crushing, it also is fine because. We're all so small and insignificant that, like, why would I feel... And by the way, any cross to bear where your cross is, like, comedy-related, it's like, you won in life. You know how lucky I am that, like, my great, like, challenge was not succeeding in a pipe dream? Like, fuck you if you think you're, like you know so tortured or yeah. that of all the problems on earth things, of all the people's problems yeah so i i just want to say also, your if problem i problem is not that you failed uh, sure your problem is that it just wasn't making you happy yeah yes and uh but the scripted stuff are you finding joy from that I am finding a lot of joy from it. You know, I've, like every person, I've wanted to write a screenplay for many years. <laughs> I mean, you it's talk to... It's the great American novel next, It's right? the great American novel. And I think everybody has at least four to five screenplay ideas. And I'll, tell, I'll be frank with you. For many years, every year, every year, my um, New Year's resolution is finish one. Finish one. <laughs> and every year, I get 25-ish pages in... And I confront the confront the fact that they're very hard and its ideas are easy. What's hard is executing them. Mm-hmm. And I just, it fades away. But this is the first goddamn time. And you heard it here on the It's a Hustle so podcast where I will make it happen. I have to. I need to apply when that urgency. When do you plan to have the script finished? By the end, of, before the end of the year, yeah. By the end of the year, it we're going to check in on you. We're going to do a January episode. Sure, maybe. man, that actually be great. Fuck it, maybe and we'll just do a read through a part of the script too. Yeah, to it's going to be a classic. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun to say. I like how you went from like not being confident you could even finish it to being like it will be a classic. <laughs> it will be Godfather level uh, iconic. No, I don't. I, I the goal is to finish it and uh, make it good after you finish it, but finish it first. Yeah. But it's just so funny that, like, that's like, I, you know, I even thought about what career do I want to have or what do I want to do? And you're like, who do I idolize the most? Probably Mel Brooks. So if you idolize that person, what did he do? Well, he wrote. Well, how can you complain about the state of, like, 
certain movies if you haven't finished one yourself because you have you so being, just doing you this for being the right me. to complain huh you're just doing this for the right to complain once you do a movie then you can complain about other movies no 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 <laughs> i'm i'm basically saying like you don't i shouldn't complain um if you see a problem or you think there's a problem then try and make it better yourself because i have all the tools and technically anyone does for which to execute that yeah we all for the most part, have a laptop or even at minimum a pen and paper, which is what they used to do. I, by the way, I can't believe anyone. I guess it would probably be better because, like, my fucking work process is, like, write for two minutes, take a 30-second break, write for, you know, it's no, like. <laughs> I can't write at all. I, like, I can't sit down and write. I don't yeah? be able to do a screenplay. Never. Do you have to write, like, policy proposals? No. You I'm don't? not even elected. <laughs> by the way, how's that going? Uh, I don't know. I don't want to turn the interview on you. Uh, but actually, you know what's funny is this will probably hit on election day. So if you're listening to this uh, and wow. you live in Trumbull, Connecticut, go vote for me. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, pretty soon. What, we'll posi- it. what position is it? Town council. That's great, man. Well, it'll be great if I win. Yeah. Well, well we, we got a good team, so it's uh, it's fun. You know? Yeah. You've always you always to keep busy. Yeah. I remember you always being very passionate and informed about political based stuff. And as a kid in New York, adrift. I knew nothing of that. <laughs> well, it's uh, you know what? It's not always uh, worth the emotional energy. But uh, oh, are you, is that a metaphor for stand-up comedy? Uh, it very well could be. <laughs> yeah, you got to do the things that make you happy. So hopefully this will make me happy. But uh, you know, sometimes it can be strenuous as well. Yeah. But it's like uh, you know, the, you hear those stories of those those like kids who are like 23 and they sold the company to Google and they got like 400 million dollars. Yeah. Here's what they all do. They all do nothing for 8 to 12 months to see the world. And then after that, all all of their back at work starting another company. Yeah. So basically all of life is just hiking up a mountain and never getting there. Yep. Sisyphus. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um well Brett, um you're you're retiring but not quite yet. Right. One w- under a month. By the way, please do come to the show. It actually will be fucking great. So, yeah, I the retirement show is the 24th? 23rd, 23rd of November. It is a Saturday night. It is at 10 o'clock at Stand Up New York. Doors are at 10 o'clock, so the show will be started at like 10, 15. And this is going to be the album release slash retirement? Yes, it is the album release slash retirement. Now, what happens if you release this album and it just fucking blows up and everybody's like, hey we want you to come perform. Are you going to be like, I don't do that anymore? I suppose. I think I won't. Uh, if you want to know the truth, um, I suppose if it was a crazy level of fiscal, if it did crazy, 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 well, I suppose I would have no choice, but I don't think that help them how will happen from a audio stand up comedy album. Yeah. Uh, well, you never know. There's money to be made with that stuff. Yeah. So. People have called this my Nanette. And boy, do I not like that comparison. (laughs) Well, then you better stay retired. (laughs) I know. I know. I have to. I can't have that. That's not. I can't have that going around. Brett's Nanette. What about my, you know, for what it's worth? Or my raw, my delirious. No, the comedy special I get compared to is goddamn Nanette. what you get for saying you're quitting. <laughs> well, Brett, I got to tell you, uh, it is always a pleasure to see you. I uh, I am uh, happy that you're going to be pursuing things that are bringing you joy. Uh, guys, check out Brett on the 23rd. Get the album, the title of the album. It's called A Stunning Debut. That's and let me tell you, it is a stunning debut. It's actually called Brett Rabel Presents A Stunning Debut. 
So please do get it. I registered it as a jazz album. So if you pre-order it, that will help it go towards its spot on the jazz charts. So you want to lead the jazz charts. Yes, I'm trying to go number one in jazz. Is there any jazz in it? Uh, there is no jazz in it. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, my comedy is a bit of like, this comedy is a bit of like jazz. Yeah. No, there, there's a little jazz into it. A little jazzy. Well, uh, Brett, it's great. I uh, I wish you the best. We'll have you back in January for an update oh on the screenplay. Uh, but thanks for being on the pod. Uh, thanks for being a friend, and thanks for making me laugh. Joe. We just shook hands, everybody. <laughs> Peace, Brad. It's great to see you, buddy. Thank, hey, good to see you, too. Thanks for listening to the It's a Hustle podcast. If you enjoyed the listen, please give us a review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you're listening to your podcast. Uh, special thanks to Eric Donnelly of the Alternate Roots for our amazing theme song, to Brendan Ruane at Light Switch Advisor for our website and social media needs. Check him out if you need any help in those areas. And, of course, to Vans, who provide all of our footwear. Have a good one.